compound interest essentially boils down to time. Like, get started early, be consistent about it, and you'll reap the benefits in the long term. But in, in a world where short term is super valued, it's rough. It's a long game. You are listening to Off the Struggle Bus, a podcast where we talk to millennials in public service and experts in personal finance. I'm your host, MJ. With over 10 years in local government, nonprofits, and national campaigns, I'm here to make you feel less alone in getting your money right. This week, we talk to a good friend of mine, Chris Mercado. He is the founder of Grant Answers, a data and strategy consulting firm for workforce and education impact. We talk about different ways to generate income, why it's important to build authentic relationships, and how he applies his entrepreneurial brain to his personal finance. Let's talk money. I'm not here to argue the merits of capitalism. It's what it is here. Let's leverage it and let's leverage it for good. So yeah, let's let's definitely talk money. I love the leveraging it for good. Yes, that is why we are here. How has being an entrepreneur changed how you think about personal finance? Taxes. (laughs) That comes to mind. So I think being in entrepreneurship for the past nine years and having only taken one business class my entire life, it was called working outside the academy while I was a doctoral student. I think there was this one turning point in that class. A professor he had taught at Harvard, he asked us, what's the purpose of any business? And you had these like amazing PhD students give off answers like serving the community or producing a, a product, good or service. And I'm in here in the back like, no, no, no. I raised my hand. I was like, uh, to make money? And yeah, that was the right answer. And that's when I learned like, wow. I may not have been an entrepreneur at the time, but I had the mindset of it. When I was sort of forced into entrepreneurship in 2013, I still had that mindset of, yeah, you got to make money because if you're not making money off of your, your venture, then it's probably a hobby. And that's fine, but a business and a hobby are like two different things. I think the first thing that came to mind in being an entrepreneur and like my finances is that you got to get to the bottom line. That thing has to be in black. That can't be in red. You can't live in red for like the rest of your lives. It's, It's awful for not just yourself, but like your family. The freedom that entrepreneurship has given me is really tied to my focus on the bottom line. So you have these entrepreneurs who raise venture capital and they're focused on growth, 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 but their pathway towards profitability, um, they're like really hard to see. And mm. to a time like, like now when the economy isn't in great shape and the Federal Reserve might actually be orchestrating a slowdown of the economy to tamp down inflation well like all that growth 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 focus it's essentially going to be harmful so i respect the businesses out there i don't care what scale i don't care if it's venture scale or lifestyle scale for me i just want folks focus on the bottom line 
when I deal with my own personal finances, what's the bottom line? Is there more money coming in than going out? Is there an acceleration in the profitability? Like that's even better. Um, but I think now more than ever, I think we should honor folks who found a way to create an ethical, responsible business model that gets at the bottom line and also folks who in their own personal finances, they focus on the bottom line. I'm not out here trying to be like a real estate mogul, but Mm -hmm. I do want a couple of streams to help me out. One stream that I don't publicize too much, I made a couple of investments in companies. So as an angel investor, and that might be a pathway for me to get into venture capital. I'm actually attending the venture capital session in Chicago next week. So I'm just curious like how that world moves. It's one of the Friday sessions. A little funny aside, I was rejected by a venture capital arm that is represented at the conference we will be going to next week. I have actually helped deal flow with a venture firm and a contact that I had. And I think I just helped broker uh, a seven-figure seed round for uh, a startup. And to do that after I got rejected from a venture capital program, I felt was comical. But it's a way of like, hmm, maybe you shouldn't have rejected me. And maybe they're just not the right fit for you. That is like you deserve a better venture capital group. That, that is true. I just thought that one that was like catered towards Asian entrepreneurs. I, I kind of figured like, hey, I might have an edge here. Guess I didn't. Look, the decision was made. I can understand like the reasoning. But mm-hmm. like, I, I guess the bigger lesson here is that setback, you know, don't let it linger too long. If you had this vision, try to execute in other ways that you have control over. I know I've mentioned to you that I'm taking a public speaking course with a person. And she talks about how, because she started her program, because she was rejected from a stage that she thought she wanted to be on. Right? I kind of see a parallel of like, folks don't know what they don't know. And until you actually create that stage for yourself and do the thing, like they won't understand how you're thinking and the your vision for it until you build it so this is why we're here (laughs) since you mentioned public speaking i'm gonna let your audience know that you are a wonderful public speaker also (laughs) you have been behind the scenes uh helping out other great public speakers so it's not often you have someone with the behind the scenes background uh, and the actual skill set to execute. Also, for the introverts out there, you have two introverts on this episode right now. Ha, see, evidence. I am an introvert. I want all the folks out there to know, like, your personality style should not like, limit your potential to make income as a speaker. Uh, you just might have to pick certain venues or certain audiences or certain media to communicate to folks. Everybody watching this, y'all got to pay up to hear us speak because we've been paid before to speak. Mm -hmm. We're not going back 
to free speaking engagements. We've set a standard for ourselves. We have our particular areas of expertise. So in Maria, you get subject matter expertise in politics and everything tech and digital and all those wonderful intersections. With me, you might get careers and immigration and yeah, like I've, I've enjoyed all of those opportunities, uh, but I've also enjoyed being paid for those opportunities. And once we set that standard, there's no going back. So if you want to pay up for quality, which you should be doing, everyone out mm-hmm. there, there's two people on this call that you can reach out to. And I saw this at FinCon too, like finding your people who see you for the value you bring to the table is so important. And what I love about you is that you are always speaking about your people when they're not in the room with you for opportunities, for visibility, for all those things. And it's always this like random text message or this is an opportunity that you might be interested in. And there are only such a select few number of people that I'm able to have that kind of contact with. And so over you know these past, is it almost, actually, I think we've known each other for almost 10 years now. Right. That is right. I think our relationship started via Twitter. I saw a tweet from you. I sent one out and then I attended an event. We met in person for the first time. And then it became like us intersecting in in the same circles. And for everyone out there, I know we are centered on finances, but being a fruitful professional isn't just finances. It's also building authentic relationships. And Mm -hmm. if you focus on the authentic relationships first, it actually takes care of the finances down the line. One example of this is eventually Maria hired me to do something. So I got paid for that. uh, That's true. Right? So that helped my finances. But that all started from an authentic relationship Almost 10 years ago. Yeah, almost 10 years ago. That's wild. Wow. There's such value in meeting in person too at conferences, which I mean, we're going to a conference next week. So it'll be, I'm sort of trying to approach it with an open mind, given my general hesitation of like being in a conference. (laughs) It's an Asian business conference. So it makes sense for us to be there. You know, I'm going to help you. I don't mind being that assist person during a networking event and just directing people where they need to be so that there's mutual wins all around. Yeah, likewise, likewise. And you know, I love directing people your way as they're interested in the topics you talk about. So my folks know that I I plug you a lot, (laughs) especially when it comes to careers and tech and money and all that stuff. Thank you. I appreciate that. I love a good wingman, and especially for conferences, Chris is it. It's just really cool to have friends that always hype you up and actually see you. And it's even better when they take the step to speak your name in rooms where your career can be pushed forward. This actually led us to the next part of the conversation, a reflection of the stability of the public sector and a couple of new concepts, at least for me. Through one of the contracts, I teach folks in Los Angeles, Atlanta, New Jersey, and New York. And 
we went over the intersections of tech with other industries like public sector or, or better names like GovTech. There's this perception that public service government is, is boring. And you know what? Maybe sometimes it is. But what I told them was, you know, boring wins in career more often than not. So you have the government sector, which is actually going to be more resilient in a time that where we might be going into recession, like government mm-hmm. and nonprofits tend to be more resilient. So they're going to win during these tough times. But like that kind of stability, like you call it boring. I just want people to win. And if folks get their, yeah. their pensions after they, they put in their time and their service, like they can live a decent life. And there's nothing wrong with working in government or public service. If you told me this was going to be my job, like, I don't know, 10 years ago when we first met, because I was working in local government then when we met, and now I'm like lobbying adjacent, right? I'm making for my day job, making more money than I've ever made in my life, right? I work from home and I get to have family time. So that work-life balance isn't the same demand as government. And I think when you when folks think about the public sector and government, they don't necessarily think that there are ways to also be a human almost. And it took me 10 years to realize I could be a human in this space because I was so tied to my job for the past 10 years. That's what would make you a wonderful speaker to be booked if there's any sort of topic or discussion related to public sector uh, and technology, but also like work-life balance and, you know, how do you uh, lead teams as a mom, right? Like yeah. all of those, like it, it's open. Maria's DMs are open for uh, speaking engagements. So, yeah. It's like all these years of being the youngest or the brown girl in spaces where it's old white dudes. Think about tech and politics. And I told you that my interview at CUNY, it was me across the, the huge conference table from three old white dudes for the largest public university in the country. There's so much material for you to explore in your podcast. Because you have a yeah. wide range of experiences that intersects with experiences of so many folks. Yeah, here we are finding our voice and the value of compound interest. I feel like little by little, we're getting there. Time. Uh, Especially if we're starting now. (laughs) Compound interest essentially boils down to time. Like get started early, be consistent about it, and you'll reap the benefits in the long term. But in, in a world where short term is super valued, it's rough. See, it's a long game. Always try your best to live beneath your means. But at the same time, you need to budget for joy. So for me, it's going to concerts, sporting events, and there's going to be an allocation of my money to that category always. And as long as you maintain that balance of living beneath your means, but also budgeting for joy, I think you'll be on the right track to getting your 
personal finances in order. Last thing for me, what's your tagline? I think you need a tagline. Ooh, I have not figured out a, ta- a full-on tagline yet. It's like, we're getting off the struggle bus together, but it's, I don't know. <laughs> it could be like going from struggle to success. Financial struggle Ooh. to financial success. I'm, financial I'm struggle. I like alliteration and rhymes. It's like you've had a podcast before. Yes, right. <laughs> but I, I think something like going from financial struggle to financial success could be a, a tagline. What a gift to have you as a friend, sir. Because you know I've been sitting on this idea, this podcast thing, since last year. And I just didn't have the infrastructure to do it until now. So the time is right. And that's where you, you strike and you've done it. And now uh, it actually becomes a habit. So it's... It's less about like a chore, but you're making it a habit. Yeah. So it's it's like the same it's like the same way where you uh, you label all of your cabinets, um, and what you've done is you've done that for podcasting. You you've labeled yeah. things go and like how things should. That's go. That's a very deep cut. Yeah. You've labeled how things should go uh, because you have the processes now, but it's it's the same as like. So I, I like goal. I like habits over goals. I don't. Mm-hmm. I stop thinking about things in terms of goals. But you build out this habit, so now the the potential for your podcast because you haven't set goals, you set habits. It's almost boundless. So you just let it ride. See, that's a concept I haven't thought about either. Like setting habits over goals. Yeah, I don't. I don't because do I thought they were goals anymore. It's weird. Okay. It's not weird. Like, that's almost like how I don't use a task list. I only use my Google Calendar. And if it's not in the calendar, it doesn't get done. Yeah, it's fine. Again, this is something I could revisit a little bit later down the line. Some of the career stuff that I teach, I think it's tied into, like, the discipline you would need to get your finances in order. So, what do you think about that tagline? From struggle to success. I will say struggle and success come in such different forms. So, thank you, Chris, for that idea. Okay, so I am doing three things after this conversation with Chris. One, budget for joy. A good reminder for this pandemic mom who sometimes struggles with joy. Two, habits over goals. I'm here to enjoy this process of building a podcast and a community around my personal finance journey. This is my weekly installment plan to that habit. Number three, actually apply and implement the things I'm learning in Alexa Carlin's Speak to Elevate course. I think I need a whole separate episode dedicated to that, but having this conversation with Chris reminds me I have a bit of writing to do after finishing my last module. What you all can do is Google Chris Mercado. Yes, he's the founder of Grant Answers, but he's also an amazing human who has been featured in Time Magazine, The New York Times, CNN, and others. Follow Grant Answers on Instagram for great links to tech events and career advice. We all want to make that jump to the high six figures. And let's learn how to manage that money along the way. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this conversation, 
feel free to share it with a friend, screenshot it, and tag us on Instagram at MJ underscore OTSB and at Grant Answers. You can also rate this podcast and leave a review wherever you listened. I'd really appreciate it. And as always, you're not alone in figuring out your personal finance. I'm MJ, and we're getting off this struggle bus together. Until next time.